hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. And here's my story is we did uh, day two of OTAs today. Dale and I were on the air from 11 to 1, as we will be tomorrow in every OTA. It was a blast. Beautiful weather, great environment. Uh, then I stopped, got a new muffler. That's pretty exciting. And um, found out that the Steelers signed Marcus Golden, a name I've brought up to you guys quite a bit. So real quick, I just want to throw out a couple things from practice today. Uh, I'll take our usual break and then we'll dig into Golden here pretty heavy. So fun day for the Steelers. Um, what stood out to me today was we got to sit. I mentioned this in practice ends at noon. We're on the air to one. So they gave us uh, Cole Holcomb last yesterday. He was very personable, impressive. You know, he even called out some of his faults. Man, I've been on play action every time as a rookie. Things like that. Um, but today we have Patrick Peterson, who, with all respect to Cole Holcomb, is a much different animal. I mean, this was the top five pick. I think he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer. And he was very impressive. <laughs> you know, he is very well-spoken. He holds himself extremely well. He even laughed at himself as well. You know, we talked about, I beat around the bush a little bit with asking him, but that Vikings defense last year was about as vanilla of a defense as you'll ever see in the NFL. Very low blitz rate, lots of zone. He got a lot of picks, but that's asking a lot without much of a pass rush, you know, and even talked about, you know, chanting the the slot receiver. And he's like, that guy had a really tough job. That's my dude. I love him. I'm uh, kind of lobbied for the Steelers to go after him and for him to come here. So I think Sullivan's going to be the slot corner and Peterson fully gave him, you know, his stamp of endorsement as you would expect him to. But Peterson even said, at this stage of my career, I don't want to play man coverage over and over and over. You know, I can still, you know, but my head is my best asset, but my body, and we joked, is still pretty good. You know, I mean, it was a little better than most coming into the league, but it was a really enjoyable conversation and just that 15, 20 minutes spending with him, plus everything he knew about him, you know, without ever meeting the, the player, really thinks he's going to be a leader on this defense, you know, like Cam Hayward, guys like Minka. And is going to be the ideal role model mentor for Porter and the young, you know, corners here. He's as long as their ears are open, there's a lot to learn from him. So again, really enjoyed the person, really enjoyed his self-awareness, said things like, you know, I came into the league with intents of playing 14 years because I noticed that pretty much any corner that could put that much service in ends up in the Hall of Fame. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're in no matter what, dude. But, uh, you know, but he just, even as a, you know, youngster football family, it just was very impressive. Practice is fine as well, too. I don't really have a ton of takeaways from practice, um, but it is spirited. I like what I'm seeing, getting more and more encouraged about this team as – Everyone does this time of year for their favorite team. That's just how the league works, and it's a beautiful thing the league has. So that's quick takeaways. We'll see what goes on tomorrow. Um, but let's take a break here and talk about this golden signing, which I like a lot.
Okay. Steelers apparently have signed Marcus Golden um, to a one-year deal. He was drafted. He was he was born in '91. He was drafted in the second round of 2015. He is 32 years old. I just want to double check that. Yes, just recently turned 32 years old. Um, he's a name I've thrown out to you guys before that he would be a perfect fit. Now, he hasn't quite as good his career as Melvin Ingram, but that same experiment that I've been saying, go get the veteran edge rusher that's been around the block, that knows how to succeed in this league. I should know this, but I don't off the top of my head. I don't know what his special team's background is, but, you know, at his age, probably I'm not going to count on that a whole heck of a lot, to be honest with you. But I just want to throw that out there. That's one of the, the only negative I can say about the situation. So, Golden was a second-round pick in 2015 of the Cardinals and played out his four-year contract, went to the Giants for good money, and halfway through his second season with the Giants, seven games in, got traded back to Arizona, where he played the last three years. So, Arizona's been home, overlap with Patrick Peterson. I just dawned on me, actually, just definite overlap in Arizona with Patrick Peterson, which, again, shows some of the Peterson leadership, influence, et cetera, you know, reaching out to his buddies. But here's some of the highlights. I mean, just stats-wise, he had eh, – where am I at here? He had 11 sacks in 2021. Last year, he had two and a half, and frankly, the Cardinals were about as miserable a team as you can imagine. And their defensive line was horrific, and he got no help except for J.J. Watt of anyone – deflecting any kind of attention from him. Not that he's a star that teams are going to double. He's not. He's an ideal third edge guy that I've said many times before. But two years ago, he had 11 sacks. I mean, three times in his career, he's had double-digit sacks. He had 12 and a half in his second year in the league. He had 10 in his first year with the Giants. Now, it seems like it's boom or bust, just sack here. You know, he has 47 for his career. And three of those are double-digit sack seasons. So, there's a lot of fours, zero, two and a half, one and a half, three, two and a half, et cetera. But there's a lot more to this player than just sack production. And what the Steelers are getting is, first off, before I get forget, very, very good run defender. I mean, he's a powerful, thickly built player that secures the edge really well. He's played out of a two-point stance a lot, but also can put his hand in the dirt. He can drop into coverage. You know, he's not a great coverage player, you know, I mean, I, you know, of course, but he absolutely can do it. And frankly, the last two years, his coverage has been quite good. And they're not going to do that a lot, though. Don't get me wrong. But he's very good against the run. He is stout taking on tackles. He does not look like the prototypical guy. Like, I'm not saying he looks like James Harrison, but he certainly doesn't look like DeMarcus Ware or Julius Peppers. He's stumpier, thicker, shorter armed than those type of guys. He's not long and lean and body beautiful and a male model with a tiny waist and wide shoulders. He's a squarely built, powerful player that'll jack you up right in the numbers and push you back and control you with one arm and make the play in the run game with the other or push it down to the middle. Uh, he's effective on stunts. He's got a variety of pass rush moves, but more of a power pass rusher. Um, but his 
pass rush production year after year is good. I mean, and if you just look at the pressures and things like that. So I just pulled up, I mentioned all his sacks. So he, if he has three double digit sack seasons as mentioned, but pressure seasons, which are more sticky than sacks, to be honest with you, 50 is a pretty good number. As a rookie, he had 51. As a second-year guy, he had 53. In, 19, in 2019, he had 64. 55 in 2020. In the past two years, he's had 46 and 44. You know, So, it's pretty darn good. And his snap counts, give or take people. I mean, the folks, the, a defense plays – a little over a thousand snaps a year, you know? So last year he played a little under 800 the year before he played a little under 700 the year before he was a little under 600, uh, 2019, he played over 900, you know? So, um, definitely a spot, a rotational player, a starter, but a borderline starter, a good player. I mean, to say he's a borderline starter for his career is a little harsh. But this is exactly what the Steelers want. I mean, again, this is a dude that's been around the block, that's hungry, has not won a lot of games. He's been on bad teams. He's familiar with some of the new dudes like Patrick Peterson. He's the ideal third guy. I mean, I'm not sure Herbig's ready to be that player. And Herbig now is your four slash special teamer slash maybe project on the inside. I'm just totally speculating on that, folks. Um, but I really like this pickup. I assume it's for the cheap. I'm, I'm sure tomorrow I'll find out if it's not public knowledge what they're paying him. I can't imagine it's a heck of a lot. But these are the kind of moves you make. You know, I mean, I, I give Omar a lot of credit. I mean, he's a capologist, realizes where to spend his money, when to spend his money. Like if you went out and got golden before the draft, let alone when free free agency opens, you would have had he's probably asking for a two year deal. I'm guessing I don't know fifteen million bucks, and I'm sure it'll be a lot less than that. So, get him on a one year deal. Culture dude, you know, strong at the point. Know exactly what you're getting. I'm on board, man. Again, and I've told you his this name several times leading up to this. You know, um, so I don't have a lot more to add on him. He's kind of a Pretty easy analysis for me, to be honest with you, and I am cool with that. You don't need a lot of variance, good, bad, all over the place from that third dude in this in this lineup on the edge. I want consistency. I want toughness, and that's exactly what he is. So another strong move. I really like how this roster is shaping up. Uh, over and out. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.